at the School of the Supernatural today. So we want to hear more lessons from heaven about how to live an empowered life. So we've uh, got had a great message from Pastor Leo talking about our identity and who we are in Christ. Then we learned about how to lay our hands on the sick and he'll have, he'll have, see them healed in Jesus' name. This afternoon we want to equip you with other tools that God has taught us and that we teach our students at School of the Supernatural. And I guess that uh, you know we know that we in these days we are uh, in a, a spiritual battle, don't we? And even when we're in a spiritual battle that the devil wants to take us out, that the devil wants us not to know Christ. And we're in a spiritual battle. And when we're in a spiritual battle, we cannot fight this spiritual battle with the fleshy weapons, the weapons of the world. We need to use weapons, we need to use spiritual weapons to fight this war in the spirit. And one of the uh, things that is absolutely vital and Pastor Leo taught, um, touched on it this morning is that we have to be in a close relationship with God. We have to be in a place of prayer and intimacy with God. That is one of our first and most important weapons to win the war in the spirit is prayer and intimacy. Say prayer and intimacy with God. That's our first weapon. We need to be in close relationship with God. We need to have prayer and intimacy with God. For me, in my life, my time of prayer with God is absolutely vital and empowers me to live the life that God's called me to do. And I could not do it unless I'm in that close relationship with God. So prayer and intimacy is absolutely vital. If we want to see the supernatural things released, if we want to move in the things of the supernatural, we have to be close to God. You know, when we teach, when our students first come into school in the very first term, it's one of the very first things that we talk about. Is prayer and intimacy has been one of the first weapons that we need to use to win the war of the spirit. The second weapon to win the war of the spirit, which is absolutely vital, is the word of God. We cannot win the war of the spirit without the Bible. And so many believers uh, are not seeing breakthroughs in their life. And often I'll ask them, what are you praying? Are you reading the word of God? And so many of them saying, oh, well, you know, the word of God's not doing it for me anymore. You know, I pick it up, but it doesn't mean anything to me. And so they sit it down like this and leave it closed on the table. This book closed is not going to have any power. The only time that this book has power is when we pick it up and we read it for ourselves. This book is, words in this book are powerful and effective. This book can help cut off the enemy's head. This book can help you to live a life of victory. So if you're trying to live a victorious life as a Christian, you can only be so powerful without the word of God. If you want to walk in victory, this book has to be a book that you're referred to every day. This book has to be on your lips. This book needs to be in your heart. Because God wants to speak to you through his word. Amen. And for me, 
when I was uh, first became a believer, when I gave my heart to God, one of the prayers that I prayed and that I asked someone to pray over me was, would you pray for me to have a passion for this word? Because I was brought up in a traditional church where the word of God was uh, not something that I knew for myself. It was uh, given out on Sunday at church that I never had in my own heart. So I never had this victory. But when I went with, um, along people that were giving their hearts to God, that were spirit-filled, they loved this book. And I thought, I want to love this book. I want this to be my love letter from Jesus. And I got them to pray for me. And now, oh my gosh, I love the Word of God. I love reading it. It empowers me. It speaks to me every day. When I'm feeling down, I pick up the Word of God. And God speaks to me through its pages. And this book is living and effective. So it doesn't matter how many times you read the same scripture, God has something different to say through it every time that you pick it up. And I want to empower you today. I don't know where you are at this church and reading the Word of God. And I'm sure most of us go through uh, times where they, that we pick it up, times where perhaps it's not speaking to us. But I really feel that God wants you to know today that he wants to talk to you through this. So if you're not experiencing breakthrough, the first thing is you need to be spending time in God's presence. You need to be sitting at his feet. The second thing you need to be doing, the second weapon to win the war in the spirit is you need to read the word of God. It's absolutely vital. Now, Tim and I um, were going through a difficult time uh, not long ago, and uh, Tim lost his job, and things were really tough, and uh, we were really struggling. And I said to God, Father, what? What am I to do? What are we to do? And God said, we put the word of God between us, Tim and I, and we said, Father, speak to us. Speak to us through your word. And he spoke to us through Philippians. And he said, this is what he said to us. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. This is from the NLT version. So we were struggling. I was in fear. I was in panic because I was worried. There were bills to pay. There were children to feed. And there was no money coming in. And Tim was applying for job after job. But they having no success. And so we put the Bible between us and said, God, speak to us. And this is what he said. He said, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Say that. Don't worry about anything. That's what he said. That was his first instructions. Here I was worried. He said, hey, Sally, don't worry about anything. Then it goes on to say, instead, pray about everything. Say that. Instead, pray about everything. Instead, pray about everything. Well, that was my first instruction. Sally, stop worrying. Instead, pray. Then he said, tell me what you need. Say that. Tell me what you need. Wow. So there I was. God was saying, you tell me what you need. Stop worrying. Stop praying. And tell me what you need. Then he goes on to say, and thank me for what I've done. Say that, and thank me for what I've done. God wants us to thank him. So many times we're so busy asking that we forget to thank him. So he wants us to thank him for what he's done. So Tim and I 
children, our home, our health. And as we started to thank him, we felt his peace because of that goes on to say, thank you for what you've done and then you will experience my perfect peace. Say that. Then you will experience my perfect peace. Then you will experience my perfect peace. So there it was, God speaking to me through his word. We want to hear God's voice, don't we? We want to hear God speaking to us. But one way he does it is through the word of God. So here is the word for us. Tim and I had our instructions from God. Don't worry about anything, Sally. Instead, pray. Tell me what you need and thank me for what I have done. And then you will experience my perfect peace. People say, well, I'm not experiencing God's peace. Well, are you doing as he instructs? If you're worrying, well, then you're not doing as he says. He says, do not worry. He says, then you will experience my perfect peace. So hearing God's voice is what I want to talk to you about this afternoon. And one way, of course, is through our prayer time with God. A second way is through the Bible. And this is a weapon to win the war in the spirit and to hear from God. So the first one is prayer and intimacy. And the second is the the word of God. And God wants to speak to you through his word. So I want to just pray for us, stop there right now, and pray for us to be empowered to pick up this book. And it's not about how you feel. So you're saying, well, I'm not really feeling it. It doesn't matter about what you feel. Just knowing that the truth is in this book and that God wants to speak to you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you right now, Father, that you want us to hear your voice, that you want us to hear your voice for ourselves. And the one way you're calling us to hear your voice is prayer and intimacy. The other way is through your word. And that you want us to pick up your word. That you want to speak to us through your word. Father, I pray just for the grace, Father, that we just pick it up and read it every day, believing that as we open these pages, that you want to speak to us. That you have a word from heaven for us. That you have direction on how to, to live our life as we pick up your word. We thank you, Father, right now. I just pray for a, a, just a new passion. A new passion for each one of you. That you'll read the word of God with new eyes and new ears to hear. And that you'll hear God directing and speaking to you through its pages. We thank you, Lord, right now for your power of your word. We thank you that it's your love letter to us. It's your book of instructions. When we don't know what to do, you've written it down for us in your word. And we just pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, a weapon on how to win the war in the spirit is this book. A second way that we uh, often hear God's voice is through the still, small voice. We hear him speaking to us. Uh, For me, when I uh, come into my time of prayer, I love when God speaks to me. And God has uh, spoken to me so many, many times in that still small voice. So as I quiet myself before him, he'll speak to me. 
one of the hardest things to do is to be still. And there's so much noise and there's so much activity and so many things to do that often stillness is something that goes out the window. And I know for me in my life, I'm a busy person. I've got lots of things going on in my life, so I have to make a decision to find stillness, to take time out to hear God's voice. I need to be still, and I have to quiet myself. And we know, we read in the Bible many times when Jesus went alone to be with the Father. And so if Jesus needed to do it, don't you think we need to? We too need to take time out and to go and be with the Father. And the first and the first key to hearing God's voice is stillness. We have to quiet ourselves down and be still so that we can hear his voice. So I say the first key is stillness. Stillness. The first key to hearing God's voice is we have to quiet ourselves down and be still. The second key to hearing God's voice is vision. Say vision. Vision. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. And so many of us find that even hard, especially when we've got our cell phones or our tablets. We're continually picking those up. So we might be praying, thinking we're in stillness, but all the while we've got our phone just there in case somebody reads or someone sends a message. So our eyes aren't really fixed on Jesus. We've got half an eye on our phone and half an eye on Jesus. Well, Jesus wants all of our attention. He doesn't want part of our attention. If he wants to speak to us, we have to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. We have to be looking at Jesus. We have to be still and our eyes fixed on him because he wants our attention. When I was uh, praying about uh, speaking uh, about hearing God's voice, I got a picture of a big banquet table. And on this big banquet table, Jesus has set a feast before us. And there's a, he's sitting at the end, God's sitting at the end of the table, and there's a chair there, empty chair waiting for us. He's waiting for us to come and sit and be with him. But how many of us will come up and maybe grab something quickly off the table, you know, grab a snack and say, oh, you know, my God can't stop for long today. You grab something and go. Well, God wants you to come and sit and be with him. He doesn't want you to grab something and run off. He wants to spend time with you. He's jealous for you. He wants to spend time with you. And he set a feast before you. But if you don't come to the table, how can you eat off the feast? If you're there just grabbing something on the run, you don't know what you're missing out on. How can you hear his voice if you're only giving him a couple of seconds to speak? Stillness. Be quiet before God. Fix your eyes on Him. Sit a while. Sit down and be prepared to spend time with Him. I know this church is a church on fire for God. I know that you're hungry and you've got hearts for God. And these things are basic foundational things. But we find that so many people, in our busyness of life, sometimes we get distracted and we forget. 
God has a feast before each one of you. Will you take time to sit and receive what he has for you? Will you have time to sit and eat what he's given you? So, stillness. Quiet yourself before God. Do as Jesus did. He went away to be with the Father. At home, in my house, my house, I had four children, was very busy. So I just had to get in my car and go and sit in the car because there was no quietness. So wherever you can find some stillness, be still. Key one. Key two, fix your eyes on Jesus. Vision. Vision is the second key. The third key is to listen for his voice. That still, small voice. The thoughts that come across your mind. You know, if you're not hearing from God, it's not because he's not speaking. It's not that he's silent. He's always speaking. He's always waiting to talk to you. But we have to listen. We have to tune our ear to his channel. Like if you've got a radio and you want to tune in and listen to the radio, sometimes you've got to tune to get the channel. You've got to tune your ear to hear God's voice. If you're tuned into another station, you're not going to hear him. If you're tuned into the television all the time, you're not going to hear him. If you're tuned into the into internet or, or, or YouTube, that's not God's channel. You've got to tune your ear to his channel. So you've got to switch off the other channels. So if you're being distracted by YouTube, uh, Facebook, phones, whatever it is, and you're not tuned into his channel and you're wondering why you're not hearing from him, that's why. So today he's saying, tune your ear to hear my voice because he wants to direct you. And so many of you out there I know are wanting to hear from God. You want to see breakthroughs in your life. You want direction. You want to hear from heaven. You want to hear his love whispering in your ear well you have to tune your ear to hear and as you still yourself as you fix your eyes on Jesus then you will hear him speaking to you but you have to give him the space to do it and you know for me every morning I wake up and it's the first thing I do every day I listen, I say, I be still. I look at Jesus, I see his face. And I listen, I say, what do you want to say to me today, God? What do you want to say to me? And I hear him speaking. And today he wants to remind you and empower you that you too can hear from heaven every day, wherever you are. Even if as you're walking down the street, the more practice you get, the easier it is to be able to hear his voice. Because he wants to speak to you. He has directions for you for your life. So the first key is? Stillness. The second key? Vision. Vision. The third key? Vision. And the fourth key is journaling. Say journaling. Do you know what journaling is? So we are writing down what we hear God saying. Or 
you might be getting a picture. You're drawing the picture that you see. For me, I went to a conference in Korea and I was sitting at this massive big table and the leading speaker came and sat down next to me. There were thousands of people here at this conference. And this man of God, who I honour and respect, sat down and he said, uh, Sally, can I share with you about how my prayer life has exploded? And I thought, wow, how can this man's prayer life need to explode anymore? Like he's already so tuned into the Holy Spirit, such a man of God, so much walking in power, and yet he wants to share something with me about how his prayer life exploded. And he started to tell me about uh, how God had been speaking to him about not only journaling everything that he said, but also to be drawing in coloured pens every picture that comes into his mind. And he'd never done this before, so he went and got his pens. And as, uh, as he went into his prayer time, as he went into his stillness, as he fixed his eyes on Jesus and he started listening for his voice, pictures started to come. And he started to draw what God was doing. And he explained to me that he, he's not an artist, he couldn't draw very well, he was just using stick figures. But as he started using the colour, and as he started drawing in his journal, those pictures started to come to life. And God started to speak in new deep depth of, from the pictures that he was seeing. So not only was he getting words, but now he was getting pictures. And there was new and greater revelation coming. And I was blown away by this. And he was crying as he was telling me how God had started to speak to him in new ways. He was this man of God, head of a huge international ministry. And he was crying, telling me about what journaling had done in his life and how it changed his life. Well, I was just so touched. Anyway, I said goodbye and I thanked him for sharing his story. And then I went back to my room. In this place in Korea, there was thousands of, like hundreds and hundreds of rooms. And all of a sudden, not long after, I hear the knock on the door. And I open the door and here is this great man of God standing there with tears streaming down his eyes. And in his hands, he had in a little, little plastic bag all these coloured pens. And I said to him, oh, Jim, what are you doing here? And he said, God told me I had to give you my pens. And he said, I don't want to give you these pens because they've changed my life. But God has said I had to come and find you and give you my pens. And he prayed over me that I too would receive that gift of being able to hear through God through pictures. So I took those pens and I got my journal and I said, okay, God, I'm here. What do you want to say to me? And the pictures started flowing from heaven and he started to speak to me through pictures. And I started drawing and the revelation about what his love for me and the things that he had to say to me went to new depths. Journaling changed my life. And I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, if you haven't journaled before, whether you do it through words, whether you do it through pictures, that as you still yourself, as you fix your eyes on Jesus, as you listen for his voice, 
You'd see, and as you see him, because he gives you pictures and you start writing and journaling down. And I can guarantee you that your prayer life is going to go to new and new levels and that you're going to start to hear God in new ways. And I especially encourage the young people in this room because I know for a lot of young people, graphic drawing and things sometimes comes easier than words. So go and get your coloured pencils, your coloured pens. Sit before your journal and write, God, what do you want to say to me? And wow, just watch what he has to say. The pictures will flow out. You might get a picture of a rose. Start drawing the rose. And God might start to speak to you about his love. And as you draw them, more revelation comes. The picture comes to life. And you start adding more and more things. Then there's the words. Then there's more adding to the picture. And God will speak to you in new ways. So I want to encourage us, especially the young people, but all of us here. Journaling is vital in hearing God's voice. So what are the four keys? Number one, first key. Second key. Visualize Jesus. Third key. Listen for his voice or see what he wants to show you. And the fourth key. Writing down what he has to say. Powerful tools. Powerful tools that we teach at school of the supernatural. You want to learn how to walk in power? You need to have prayer and intimacy. You need to be able to hear God through his word. And you need to be able to do those four keys. And you're going to hear God speaking to you in a powerful way. Your life will change. It takes effort. It's not going to happen unless you make a decision. And you want to hear from God. You want to be have an empowered life. If you want to be like Pastor, down to Pastor Alfred or Pastor Leo, how do you think they become to become great men of God? How do they do that? They're spending time with the Father. They're spending time in prayer. They're reading His Word. They're just going into stillness. They're fixing their eyes on Jesus. They're listening for His voice. And they're writing down what He has to say. And Pastor Leo, he will always tell you he, he's got journals of, of the things that God's spoken to him. And it's very encouraging to look back. Sometimes when you're having a bad day or you still haven't seen the promises that God has given you come part to pass, you can look back at the journals and his promises and the things that he said. Oh, and I do that so often, especially with my children. I have four children and... Uh, my two older children were not walking with God for a long time. A very long time. And it was a, a very challenging time, especially for my older daughter, Jessica. But I, I would uh, pray and I sought God and I heard Him speak to me in that still, small voice. When she was so challenging, when she wouldn't come to church, when she didn't even like me, she didn't want anything to do with me. And she would scream at me, she, her behavior was terrible and... In a consequence, I wasn't being a very good mother back because I would react to her. And then one day I'm in church and I'm crying out to God. I'm sitting before him. I still myself. I'm alone. I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus and I'm listening for what he said. And he said to me, I want you to love her as I have loved you. As the Bible says, love her as I have loved you. So I heard from heaven about how I was to deal with my daughter. So I made a decision that day when I heard from God, no longer was I going to react 
to her behaviour, but I was going to pour out love. I was going to be a person that just loved. And so when she would come home cross or angry, I would pour out love. When she didn't want to love me, it didn't matter that she didn't love me. My job was to keep on loving her. And I had years of pouring out love and love and love. And how did I have, well, how was I able to do that? Because I was in a close relationship with God. Because I was filled to overflowing from being in His presence. And as I poured out love on her, poured out love and love and love, slowly she started to change. No longer was she being, I was I reacting, I was just responding in love. And one day Jessica sent me into a text and said, Mom, can I come to church? And it was a breakthrough, praise Jesus. Yes. It was a breakthrough. And she came to church and she got healed. She got set free. Then she became a missionary and went and served Jesus. And now she married a beautiful Christian young man. So praise God. But that day I was listening for God's voice. And he spoke to me. He said, love, the scripture gave me was love one another as I have loved you. He told me what to do. So that still small voice can direct you for whatever you're going through in your life. So, one more time, the keys to hearing God's voice. Key one. Still two. Key two. Key three. And key four. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for you right now. And then we're going to try it for ourselves. So, Father, right now, let's close your eyes. Father, we, we thank you that we hear you speaking to us today. That you're calling us to a place of intimacy with you, a place of new relationship with you. You're calling us that you want to come up, I want us to come and sit at the banquet table with you. That you want us to come and feast of all that you have for us. We hear you calling us to read your word. We hear you calling us to be still and know that you are God. So I just pray, I pray right now for each one of us that we make a decision, that we choose to be with God, that we choose prayer and intimacy, that we choose to come and be with Him, even in the busyness of our lives, that we lay aside things, whatever we need to lay aside to have time with God so that we can live the empowered life that Jesus died for us to have. Amen.